When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky Athletics and your next move. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. How is was Mike doing after that? He was... He, uh, I mean, I think in the game, you know, he was fine and, and recovered quickly and, you know, was able to get back in there. Um, afterwards, he was pretty sore. His throat, it's a little difficult for him to swallow and stuff like that, but uh, he's okay now. You opened the game with almost uh, an entirely new receiver core, at least for the first couple of plays. Was that injury situational or what, what was the reason? Uh, entirely new receiving core. Um, I mean, I think Rome was out there, J-Mac. Well, Rome wasn't. It was uh, Giles, um, J-Mac. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just had – that was working working Giles into a different mix. Yeah, just some, some personnel things to try to – always working on breaking tendencies and things like that. How was Giles? He's okay. Um, he was out there yesterday. We're trying to – Go day-to-day on him. He's going through all the things he asked you right now, but um, he, he was doing really good afterwards. With Cam Davis getting to the end zone three times, I'm curious how you kind of view him as a weapon. Is he a bit of a different player than you saw in the film from last season when he came in, or just how, how, do, you, how do you think is the best way to kind of use him at this point? Yeah, uh, I think CD has been, you know, what, what I always think about is, you know, the improvement you're seeing with him week to week, you know, you're talking about a guy that for the most part of fall camp wasn't there and certainly wasn't there all spring ball. So I think there's a piece of CD still getting comfortable in the offense and playing with a little more uh, just confidence, honestly, you know, where he feels good being in all the calls and things like that. So I really think, you know, you'll see more of that where he's getting better and better each week. and. Uh, playing faster and more confident. So uh, I expect that to hopefully keep up trending. You were went through five running backs on Saturday. Is anybody not available coming up? Uh, right now, no. You know, Rich obviously got dinged, and uh, we're working on him. And, 
he's kind of the same situation as Giles, uh, but they were both doing great yesterday, and um, they're just working with our medical staff to see where they can get to. And then Wayne, Wayne was nursing a little bit of uh, ankle there, um, but he, he practiced yesterday, did all drill work, and seemed to be okay. What was the thought process of going for it on fourth down, coming out in the second half? Just, is yeah, around 30 or 29. Yeah. So we, we just went with the, with the book and told us to go is less than a yard and had a play we were super confident in, and, and obviously that didn't pan out for us. With the book, it seems like more and more coaches are deciding to go in situations where maybe 10 years ago they wouldn't. Has the, uh, the philosophy shifted somewhat in that regard throughout your career? What have you seen in terms of Oh, for sure. I, I would say even in the last three years, it's shifted a lot. And uh, it's more of an aggressive mindset, and I, I think that was by far our most aggressive call. Um, just judging by field position and where we're at um, early enough in the game where, you know, you hope you can recover from something like that. And uh, that was certainly worst case scenario. You don't get it. Um, and then on top of it, they go down and score. So those are, those are the risks you have to know that are associated with that. And I think the thing for our guys was um, I was impressed where, you know, they were able to respond and understand, you know, what the significance of not getting that was and then the defense being able to just go out there and not worry and complain. But that's something that has to be explained by Coach DeBoer, you know, really early on to the team that, hey, there's going to be some situations where we go for it and, and you know, you hope you get them all, but obviously sometimes you don't. So it, it certainly has gotten a lot more aggressive. And that's not going to change your mindset, that one last play. Can't. You're 11 out of 17 overall, which is a 66%. Yeah, ratio. we were um, really bad in that regard, you know, in the game. I think um, – Second half came out. That was the first time we didn't score coming out of halftime, which was unfortunate. We really needed to. We got a good stop by the defense, and we didn't take advantage of it. And then we score three touchdowns in a row. Um, then we get in a fourth and ten situation, um, you know. And then there's the end of the game series. But those two series there were the the first one, and then the, the four plays with really good field position, and we don't convert. That was that was devastating, you know, for the football game because we were in a position we had a lot of momentum. Things were going really good, and you know the bottom line was it was fourth quarter. It was a tie football game. You know you got to go down and win the game. So that that was, and that that series that we stalled out on a fourth and nine or fourth and ten, um, where Mike just was a little bit off, and the, there was kind of some pressure off the left side of him. Uh, you know that was unfortunate that you know we couldn't connect on that, but. It was four plays in a row there where we just needed to be hitting on all cylinders, and we didn't. You know, it was, it was just absolutely worst timing possible. We have a first down where Mike gets out of the pocket and, you know, hits J-Mac. We get a drop. We go second down to a play we know, and we got a guy coming loose underneath, and we missed that. We got a tight end open on the sideline. Didn't see that. You know, it was three plays in a row, and then the end, we get a soft edge on the left side, and Mike can't stand up and hit Rome, who's open. So it was, you know, four plays that – you got to address and talk to the guys and find ways to make sure those don't happen in the most critical moments. So uh, that's that's what we got to work on. Four different plays, but any similarity outside? You got to you know execute. When you looked at it, was there any recognition in that? And any similarity in all the, the four plays? Uh, no, you know there was a, a screen play that we didn't execute that uh, you know we felt really confident in. I think in, in situations like that, you know, you got to make sure you have calls that the kids can be confident in, something that you don't want to pull out, 
the the one-off play sometimes where it's you know they're a little bit tentative in those moments you need something they can operate at a high speed and I thought the play selection you know the guys you know that's what I always ask them you know you want input from them hey did you feel good about that play call did you you know feel confident and you know they're good at owning stuff too you know they they mess up and they'll tell you hey it was man we're trying to throw a screen and we didn't go to the right guy on the block and got to be better we should know that place one that we put in one of the first screens we put in so uh that's that's what you want to know is because you want feedback from the kids to find out like what didn't go right and why and you know is there anything you guys can help me with you know to find out and diagnose what we need to focus in on but they did a good job of that they've they owned up to it and they're pissed off and um you know, they know they don't get it back. Doesn't matter how mad or frustrated or how many times they say they're sorry, they don't get that game back. And, you know, that's those are expensive lessons. It seemed like Arizona State wanted, they're playing pretty soft coverage. They didn't want anything behind them. Couldn't, I, I just felt like you guys got explosives like we've seen throughout the season. Was that something new that, like, defensively that they were doing? Do you think teams were adjusting to what really makes you guys go? Or just tell me what you thought um. No, actually, they they were a soft coverage team going into the game, um, and they ended up finishing the game over 65% man, which was different. Going into the game, they were under 20% man coverage. So um, they actually upped it quite a bit, which was uh, different for us. We still we hit 19% explosive, which was one of our better games. Uh, had 32 first downs, and, you know, it's just those critical moments when you got to stay on the field and, and – uh, you know, you turn the ball over and downs. That, that was the that was the big issue. You know, even the the pick six. You know, Mike's trying to slide into a space window. JP's coming open, and he slides to the left. And at the same time, Jackson slides left. The ball bounces off his helmet. I mean, those things happen. You know, you can't criticize the kids for plays like that. But not executing on short yardage, things like that, has got to be better. In terms of you mentioned the book telling you to go, you guys have already gone for it more than you did all of last season, and I'm wondering. Has your guys' philosophy talking to Kalen shifted in some way going from there? Was it situational? How, how would you kind of explain that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, a good observation. Um, some of it uh, more so has been, you know, and even when you look at what we've done offensively, we've been very efficient moving the ball and not getting a lot of negative yardage plays in, in the first games. And so we were in a lot of go positions where – I think last year's offense at times, uh, we weren't quite as efficient sometimes where there was more long yardage goes. So we're getting all these, you know, four yard goes and three yard goes where we've been super efficient. And last year, I think we honestly just had less opportunities of those because uh, the book changes slightly depending on your kicking game and um, defensive circumstances and the opponent and all those things. But I think that that definitely plays into it that there's just been more availability because we've been in more medium and short yardage situations. We have a Dillard running back that had more than one carry in the first half. How do you manage getting him going? What was that question again? Sorry. Wayne was the only running back that had more than two carries in the first half. Just how do you manage with that depth and kind of building those guys in the first half? Is there a way to get maybe more guys involved in the first half? Or is that just Wayne kind of leading the way? Yeah, I think Wayne is, you know, the big part with Wayne is just the trust piece. You know, regardless of what the play is, he's going to go execute and he's not going to, you know, have a mental bust. Um, I think that's, you know, you always want to start a game fast and be efficient and stay on the field. And so far, that's what we've been able to do. And and uh, Wayne always gets us off to a good start. And, you know, everybody feels super confident with him in there. And, and that's, 
you know, where we're hoping CD can get to and some guys like that where, you know, they're not busting on a walkthrough, you know, and there's, there's things like that that go into it as far as who's getting reps and things like that from a confidence standpoint of, like, this guy knows exactly what to do in every situation and he's the guy you want on the field. So those things are continuing to improve uh, for the other guys as well. But, yeah, that's, that's really more, of it, more than anything, uh, just making sure you got the right guys out there. I know you'll take 38 points any time, but is it odd for you to not have a touchdown pass? <laughs> Fair question. Yeah, it was. It was. I think that, you know, for us, normally you get one guy can break loose on a deep ball or something like that. Um, and, and probably Arizona State forcing us to run it a little bit down there in the red zone, which when we got down there, I thought they did a better job of that. Once we got inside the 20, um, you know, kind of making us earn it with our legs a little bit, which was good to see the old line. You know, if you took the 30-yard the loss out at the end of the game, I thought they they did a good job running the football. Looked like you ran behind Jackson a lot, too. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't somebody else mentioned that to me, and it really wasn't designed that way. It's just which way the ball was going. Hey, Ryan, reading up on Arizona's preseason stuff, their defense so veteran in the back half. It's kind of what what I was seeing, but that it seems like they've been hit uh, in, in passing yards quite a bit. Um, what do you notice there? Is there is there anything as you kind of scout out the Wildcats? Yeah, you know they they've uh, they've kind of been up and down a little bit. There's been a couple games where I thought they played really well and. Um, a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde, you know, they give up 300 yards rushing, play a little better in the pass defense. You know, sometimes it depends who you're playing to. Cal's obviously running the ball really well, and so I think they, you know, didn't give up as much there. But they, they definitely have some guys with experience. Their one captain, number five, is a solid player, a big safety that can be a run support guy. And you can tell he's the guy that gets them lined up in the back half. So I think at times maybe it's just – um, you know, how much man coverage they're playing versus zone and what they're willing to give up. And um, they're, they're extremely multiple. They're, they're by far the most multiple defense we've played. You can see them in anything from a bare front to a over front to man coverage, cover zero, three weak, three strong, three buzz, four special, you name it, they're running it. So I think there's a little bit of that too. They're trying to find their groove on what they feel comfortable with. Defensive backs. Just, what was the mindset of getting so many guys involved? Um, necessity. Yeah. How did you learn about the secondary? Well, I mean, obviously we're taking some tough lessons right now, but you know, I look at you know throughout the course of the season, and 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 you know, there's never any excuses at all, and the standards are standard of what we need to uphold and maintain. But you know, going into you know through six weeks, we've played you know six different starting lineups. Uh, out of necessity. I think the biggest thing, though, is we need to now get paid off of some of those guys that have had, had to be on the field um, and then really work to be able to build up our depth chart based off of those guys now having some great game experience. Devon, Devon Banks, kind of one of those guys, especially with getting the interception, kind of how much do you feel like it'd be a confidence booster for him? Yeah, I think that's a big thing for him. You know, I think as a young player, and he's been on the field uh, a little bit. You know, he started a couple of games ago, um, you know, felt a little more comfortable with him coming off the bench this last week. And, you know, I think you've seen in special teams and in secondary play that he's been 
uh, you know, really productive in short bursts. And so what we're really looking for out of him right now is just to be able to carry over those big plays and that consistency throughout the course of an entire game. How much was, was Asa going to be in the game plan throughout the game if he'd been, if he'd been able to go? And, and yeah. where is he kind of looking at, like, this, this week? Then? Yeah, he, he would have been significant for sure. Um, unfortunate deal, uh, but we're fully expecting to have him back. And, and you know, obviously, he's. Uh, I always feel like uh, 20's got a, a calming effect out of over the top of everybody. He's one of the most veteran guys, has a lot of experience, and and uh, we got him back. You know, late last week, and he started looking um, back up to to full speed, and so uh, we definitely were going to have. He was going to play a lot, and uh, we expect him to be fully healthy and rolling this week. Can you sure. get a clarification on? It was kind of confusing what they um, called and uh, what he got. Yeah, I mean, I may think it's tough. I mean, you know, I think the game is the game is leaned, you know, extremely heavily towards player protection, and you know, it's hard to, you know, like I said, I told him in the in, you know, it's a tough play, and and I, there wasn't a malicious intent on his part, and and uh, I guess that'd be a question for Coach DeBoer and Pac-12 officials. Jeremiah Martin, after the game, said, uh, you know, somebody mentioned that. There'd been one sack in two games, and he said something about the last two teams were chipping at him or something. And I thought, well, yeah, well, they're... I think I think coming out of you know obviously coming off the Stanford performance, uh, there's definitely been an adjustment you know that teams have made in terms of um, you know not letting those guys just run off the edge. So yeah, we have seen them run a little more protection, but probably more important than that. And this was this is what came up last week is that uh, you know, quarterbacks are not sitting back there hanging on to the ball very long. The ball's coming out really fast and. You know, I think those guys are still, you know, winning at the line of scrimmage, but at times the ball's coming out extremely quickly. And I think that's a methodology people are using to protect their quarterbacks a little bit right now. They also probably need a little help from your defensive backs to string it out a little bit longer, too. Sure. Yeah, always. Obviously, I mean, health and availability have been issues in the defensive backfield, but are you seeing some, some growing pains going from one scheme to a, to a different scheme? Yeah, no, I don't know. You know, I think the guys are, I think the guys understand it. I think it's just like, I mean, it put it in context of, you know, say it's our quarterbacks and wide receivers. They need rhythm. They need time to, to work together and be on the field together. And, you know, I think there's been, you know, when we've uh, been in a situation where we've had to move guys into different roles or different spots uh, during the week or uh, during the game, that there's been some breakdowns. And, and to me, that's just lack of experience of those guys. Uh, making a thousand percent sure that they're on the same page and executing the call. So, um, to a T, I can take any guy in the film right film room right now. They know our scheme. They know it inside and out. Uh, but they're getting challenged to you know play different roles in different spots on the field. And I think that's where the lack of consistencies come from us at times. How do you feel the communication has been with the players on the field, kind of when you're in the game, where you're going to see them? Hey, is it is there communication or is there not what you're wanting to see? Yeah, I think if you go back to a couple weeks ago, UCLA, it wasn't. It wasn't even close to where it needed to be. I thought the guys did a good job last week of talking uh, and communicating, and that's always a point of emphasis. It doesn't matter, you know. It's it's a day one thing. It's every day of the week we work on communication, and it's only going to get enhanced once we get. You know, I look at our our top communicators that are um, out there. I mean, um, like I said, Asa Turner, phenomenal communicator, knows the system as good as anybody knows it on our entire defense, and. And I think it's going to be an asset that, you know, some of the guys that have been in there have had to drive the communication. Now you bring him back into the fold, and now he's, he's kind of the lead dog when it comes to making sure we're on the same page. And so I think that'll help build the confidence around uh, with the other guys that are on the field. So when you have struggled with a young group, how do you go about 
instilling belief when the results haven't been there? Yeah, just tell, I mean, it's, it's simple. I tell them after the game you love them and, and you believe in them. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, and we really do, I think, trying to create a culture of letting the guys know that, that we really care uh, about them individually, even at times when their performance suffers. Um, and that, you know, it's an, the next day is going to be a new opportunity for you. And I just saw it, you know, um, you know, but yesterday in the film room, we we're going through the details of the mistakes that we made uh, down south and, and guys really locked in. And then we go out and we go through a walkthrough and guys are helping coach each other and correct each other a little bit from the mistakes that are made. And they're talking through the situations, which to me, that's a huge sign of, of, of positivity. And so, you know, it's got to come from the coaching staff. But I think the internal, I guess what the point I'm getting at is the internal uh, communication that those guys have supporting each other is as is, is important as anything as well. Looking ahead to Arizona, there's a QB there who obviously this team knows pretty well. In yeah. Just what does he do to, to stretch defenses? Man, he's, he's, he's dynamic. I mean, it's just he's dynamic with his feet. Um, you know, I think every time he gets the ball in his hands, I think he believes every snap he's going to score a touchdown. Uh, I mean, I think that's got to be kind of what it looks like appears to be his mentality and his mindset. And, you know, I think the, the biggest challenge is how long he extends plays. I mean, there's, there's, there's several, you know, there's f several shots where he's – running east-west, 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 and then finding a guy open down the field. So I think the challenge is trying to stay attached to your work throughout the course of what turns into be a you know, 9, 10, 11 second play. Um, and I think he's operating their system very well. And, and, and he's got a great receiving core around him. I think he's got some dynamic guys. Um, and they're doing a really effective job. You look at, um, you know, their, their average catch rate is 15 yards. I mean, that's kind of the general average catch rate of all their receivers right now. So that's really impressive. And they're doing a good job of getting up and down the field. I think the thing is obviously, you know, hampered them at times in a few games is, is some untimely, um, you know, turnovers. So. You at one stage in the first half had like four freshmen on your, on your defense at one point, and one of them was Javon Parker who played a lot. Yeah. Could you assess how these guys, uh, Tristan Dunn and Javon Parker, did? Yeah, yeah, like I said, Javon had to again out of necessity. I mean, went from uh, you know being on a on the scout crew, but doing some great things. He was our. You know, he's our, he was our, I think it was twice, he was our scout team player of the week. And then just watching his maturity and development, and then we needed him uh, on Saturday. And, you know, I go back out and I look at the film and I said, you know, for, for a true freshman, he did a fantastic job. He was, he, you know, gap sound, uh, pressuring the quarterback at times. And to me, that's really exciting for the future. And then Tristan Dunn, you know, I just, he is incredibly athletic, very, very talented, very gifted and did some great things for us on special teams. And, you know, hopefully we can have his role grow. I mean, I think he's the one that's got to do the most work in terms of understanding alignment assignment technique all the time. Uh, but he showed some big time flashes, uh, especially on special teams on Saturday. So we're excited about his future. How do you feel Elijah Jackson did in his first significant game reps? You know, he was fine. You know, just consistency. I'm just looking for him to, to play good, good tight coverage. And, um, you know, I think that the great thing, just getting EJ, we haven't had EJ for, for most of the fall here, but getting EJ back rolling again um, is that he's playing with some confidence. He has confidence in his abilities. And the other thing, you, you know, you'd start to, to understand about him when he's on the field, that he's, he is a very consistent communicator out there. And so it was good to get him out there uh, and get him started. But now, you know, that was the first taste. And so now we'd love to, love to be able to have him on the field even more. Out of that game, okay. No, we... Yeah, you should be fine. How did your linebackers play out? We just didn't hear too much about them. I mean, we, you knew the defense, the secondary had a few troubles, and the right. defensive line was a little, edge rushers were 
doing their thing. We just didn't hear too much about the linebacker. Yeah, I thought Cam Bright had his best game for us so far, uh, which is exciting. You know, I think obviously we believe in, in Cam and his ability and his skill set. And just to see him coming into his, his own right now, um, you know, just running. I mean, that's the one thing he does as good as anybody out there is he can run to the ball. And uh, thought he had his best game. Um, you know, Zoe, uh, you know, is Mr. Consistency. I think you could bring up which guy played the best on defense any given week, and number 11 is going to be in that conversation. You know, probably not as, as uh, probably not Zoe's best game that he's played so far this year, but he's been one of our most consistent guys. But I thought Cam had one of his better games on Saturday. Going back to Arizona, can you just Talk a little bit about that wide receiving core and, and a little bit more depth and just the challenge at each of those top three. Yeah, guys. I think, you know, I think, um, you know, Cowing, number two, I mean, I think he's, you know, a transfer kid. I've actually, we've actually seen him before uh, last year. Um, electric, you know, he's got 46, 47 catches. Uh, he's a catch and run guy. Uh, I think anytime they can get him the ball, you know, level one, level two, you know, the big concern with him is run after catch. Um, you know, and then the, the freshman kid that they got on the outside, number four, is, you know, dynamic in terms of his leaping abilities, you know, 6'5". Uh, I imagine his, his vertical jump has got to be uh, at a premium. He can go up and get the ball, and then, and then number five is really consistent for him. I think he's at 30, 36, 37 catches. And then you throw a tight end, and that's got 20 catches too. So you're not just isolated and defending in one spot on the field, you really have to be able to defend uh, four or five guys. And their backs are involved in their passing game as well. I mean, their backs are going to be check down throws. And so you see the quarterback work through his progressions. And if there's nothing out available downfield, it's either scramble or throw it to his check down. And they've actually had quite a few explosive plays thrown to check downs. And, you know, those guys stand on the sidelines by themselves and take off and gain 20 yards. So we're talking about, you know, here early on, you've got to be able to defend all three levels. You know, level one, you know, the, the short game, the screen game, level two, the intermediate cuts and then they can throw the home run ball in there as well. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Good morning. Um, just to recap quick uh, the game, um, a lot of things that we thought, uh, you know, happened during the game, what we saw in the film, and you've heard a little bit about that. Uh, just uh, still proud of the, of the way we uh, continue to battle. Um, you know, uh, that's not, uh, that's not a, you know, that's not what we want to be known as, as a team that's uh, battling because we're, we're behind and need to get the job done and put ourselves in a hole. But, uh, you know, that says a lot about our character of our team, and uh, we got to, Another great, uh, a, you know, a challenge in different ways. Every week provides a, a different challenge. And, you know, uh, Arizona and moving the ball and what they do. And I think they're continuing to build their program and, and uh, be better each and every week. So, fortunately, we get to be back in Husky Stadium, homecoming. And, uh, you know, there's a great vibe that I know our guys have, uh, having played four games already here. So, excited about that. Um, guys, we're excited to get back to work. You know, yesterday we went on the field, and we won't always do that where we practice on a Sunday, um, especially as the season goes along. We'll continue to pull back on that. But I think the the reps and the corrections and the walkthrough that we can get uh, to, to correct the things from Saturday and maybe get a jump start on, um, you know, Arizona, you know, the, 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 the week ahead is always good for us. So, um, you know, 
tomorrow uh, starts a new week. I expect nothing but awesome energy from these guys. Um, you know, the, the journey, as we talked yesterday, um, isn't always on the course that uh, you want it to go. You know, you don't see the peaks and valleys in the in the in, in the course that's uh, set up. And uh, you know, we just got to really do a great job of uh, mentally, you know, mindset-wise, operating in the right space and uh, being uh, in an attacking mode, uh, positive mode, and uh, make our own breaks. You know, we had a few things that went against us, a few breaks um, that didn't go our way. And uh, I'm a believer: you work hard, you prepare. And uh, you stick together, and those breaks will will happen for us. So, questions? How's Richard you doing? Richard, how's he doing? You know, you kind of got banged up in the game. Yeah, um, it, it, he'll have to this week. You know, um, it'll kind of be a, a day to day deal with Rich. So I'm not sure if he'll be available, but um, we'll see. As we'll know more as the week goes on. You know, the depth is coming in that second and third spot behind Wayne, and it seems like Wayne's obviously established himself. Kind of how close do you feel those next two guys are to reaching where Wayne's at? Yeah, we saw some of those guys pop off some runs. Uh, you know, I thought Richard, it was fun seeing him. You know, he was mainly kind of tied up in tight confines, uh, you know, in most of his carries throughout this year. But we got him out in space, and you saw him run aggressively. Um, you guys have seen that more than I have. You know him better than I do as far as uh, other than film that I've watched. So. Uh, CD, you know, got out there and uh, had a nice game. Um, thought he was really consistent. Um, it was fun seeing him get involved. And so the run game improved overall. Uh, you know, the stats maybe didn't show it because of the right at the end there with the, the snap. But, um, you know, I just, uh, just thought we continued to grow and people are adjusting to what we do offensively and uh, the other stuff starts opening up. And that's why it's so important to have threats all over the field. But I think the running back depth uh, continues to evolve. And we needed that on Saturday, you know, with some guys uh, kind of in and out for different reasons. Any lingering concern at all for, for Michael coming out of that game? I, I don't think so. I think he's all good. Yeah. Just uh, I think he was a little sore after the game. Um, kind of a nerve, uh, you know, really didn't know what was wrong when I first got out on the field and then figured it out and then really just turned the corner really fast. Like, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where all of a sudden he's like, oh, I think I'm going to be okay, you know. And um, he's really sore, but he's fine now. He's been one of the most hard luck college football players around with his seasons ending previously. And here this game was kind of a milestone because he hadn't got past game six yet. And we're standing on the sideline, and then we see him go down. We're going, is this jinx still in, in place here? <laughs> Did, did you think about it or talk about it with him at all? I was trying to think through. I was just trying to sort out what he was, where he was going with the injury. And, uh, you know, he was able to, as the, I think the pain was so strong early on, it was a lot of different things in that area. And, um, you know, he kind of really dialed in on what it was as the, it diminished. And so at first I wasn't sure. Maybe a little bit of that thought was going through my mind. I was thinking more about, you know, um, you know, I, I didn't feel in my heart that it was something that was something would be a season-ending injury. I don't know. I just didn't feel that way. Um, but I, I knew we'd have our, um, our our challenges as far as, you know, finding a way to win the game, you know. Uh, and uh, Demo did a great job coming in and, you know, slinging it, uh, you know, got us a good game, got us a first down, and Mike went back out there. Uh, I was really proud of the way our, all our guys responded and the way they, you know, they, their mindset was through all of that. You've addressed already going forward on that fourth down in your own territory. I'm curious, college football has shifted a lot in that direction in terms of analytics telling people to go more in those situations. How has your philosophy shifted over the course of your career towards how you approach fourth downs? Yeah, it's to me, it's still only a recommendation. Um, we have, I think, done a good job of preparing to 
and and game planning. Um, you know, you have a few more third down and six and seven and eight calls uh, in your arsenal because you might not always just throw it on a higher percentage. You know, you might play for a for a you might be okay with being in a fourth and one and fourth and two. Um, but it's, to me, it's just a recommendation, and I've trusted my my gut in most of those times um, over 20 years and won the fair share to, fair share of games doing that. And um, I, I did feel like in that moment, um, and I've gone against it quite a few times already this year. You know what the recommendation was, and um, I felt like in that time, uh, you know, I felt like I just really felt confident that we would get the first down. Isn't that just your style to kind of push it? I think. Chip Kelly came into this league, and that was his style. Yeah. And nobody else did it. No question. I mean, I think that's um, you know you can't be reckless, you can't be careless, you know. And obviously, on your own thirty-yard line, I mean, people are going to argue that. But I think, like you said, that's our that's just kind of how we've gone about it uh, over many years. Um, you know, playing confident, and you know, there, it's not just a belief in your offense, okay, and it, that you're going to get the first down. It's it's having talked about it defensively, and them being. No, it, no, being known to them that they're going to be put in some tough spots and uh, that they're okay with it. And this is an opportunity for them to rise up, you know, and make a statement of their own. You know, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, but it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we can't learn from it, grow, and dig deep, dig even deeper when it does happen again. You know, I mean, I'm, we've gone for it quite a few times this, uh, this year, you know. What allowed Taj Darius to get so many reps? Just because, I just yeah, we had, we had a lot of snaps, you know. I mean, I think we threw it 50, mid 53 times, you know. And so uh, I think just that rotation and, um, you know, um, just the guys, uh, we, we, we believe in Taj, you know. He's out there uh, and we, we know he can make a lot of plays. Um, he's done that time and time again. And uh, it was really good to see him, you know, get out there and execute. I can think of a couple plays where he, you know, the ball found him, uh, you know, and he would, he was there prepared to go make that play. So I was excited about us continuing to grow our depth and see more and more guys get involved. Is it pretty certain that Mish is out this week? Uh, yeah, Mish will be out again this week, yep. Like Rome came off on, on those last few plays there at the very end. Is, is, is he all right? Uh, he, he's been, you know, um, there's been little nagging things here f for him uh, throughout the last you know, two, three, three weeks. Um, he's obviously played through it and played tremendous. Um, but I think just the volume of things at some point wear on you. And, um, you know, he'll, he'll be good to go this next week and expect him to have the production he's had, you know, the last couple of weeks. So. It didn't look like Kowal made the trip. Um, is there something long-term with him? Or? No, he, he didn't make the trip. And, and uh, you know, be determined whether he'll be with us uh, this next week as well. With your secondary, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how obviously how young that group is, and I'm curious, you know, the experience has certainly been lacking. There's not a lot you can do about that, but do you feel like you have the talent that you need to have right now at corner and at safety in those places to be able to win long term? I think I think the probably one of the things that has hurt us is the the de lack of depth and experience, right? And so. Um, you know, the coaches will continue to adjust and work around the strengths of those guys. Um, you know, I, I think no, I think back to earlier in the year, with especially with a guy like Mish, there were things that we were starting to do right before we lost him that uh, I think really played into his strengths, whether it be coverages and helping him in the, not helping him, but the way he could help our, our secondary. And, um, 
um, you know, it helped us not just in the pass game, but in the run game, um, just the way we were playing him. And every guy has their strengths. Um, some guys run better, some guys are more physical. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to adapt uh, to, to fit what the strengths of the personnel are that we put on the field. But um, I, I think just numbers-wise, sheer numbers-wise, we have to continue to bring more guys through recruiting into our program. Um, and those guys are taking a lot of snaps just in – just not in defense, but on special teams. They're key guys that run down the field on kickoff and, and covering punts. And, um, you know, um, you know, we got to recruit more numbers. Uh, we were a little short to begin with uh, going into the season. And then, you know, just more stress gets put on those guys um, and the volume of work that they have, whether it be practice, but in particular games. And, uh, you know, that's the wear and tear that you're seeing. You mentioned you probably knew the numbers weren't quite what you wanted them to be coming into this season. It's a situation where you don't always know what the portal's going to give you. You got mm -hmm. Perryman and you got three running backs that came in. Did you want to get another guy or two and it just wasn't a good fit? Or what was your situation? Yeah, yeah there were, there were uh, players that we were, you know, and you evaluate every time they come to campus or someone that you uh, had seen. And we had some changes to our roster, you know, um, that were unforeseen, you know, in, in, uh, I guess that would have been April, end of April, early May, um, that hurt us. And then, you know, injuries now. So uh, we knew we were thin, and uh, it's one of those things where we were looking to address it, but we either didn't see a quality enough player that could come help us um, or didn't feel just uh, character-wise and, you know, was someone that would help, uh, help us along with building our culture. You've talked about having to face adversity and, you know, this program's only gone unbeaten once in 133 years. But here you've had a seven-point loss and an eight-point loss, and these guys have spent all of winter, spring, fall listening, you know, to what you want from them. Yeah. And have they, have, has this shaken them a little bit because they haven't gotten maybe the results they've wanted? They've had a couple of close losses now, and, and they've put so much into it. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's uh, some. Some. You know, we we talk so much about not letting a negative thought complete itself in your mind, and uh, I really feel like the guys are working through that hard, and and we got to be there to pick each other up. And it's. Uh, I think the the foundation of everything we do, whether it's uh, the relationships, whether it's the work we've put in, um, you know, the banked reps of walkthroughs to work the schemes. Um, I think that's where you just really trust in your preparation and then the trust and belief in each other. And even when that uh, is lost for a split second because you thought maybe you had help here on a coverage or a guy was going to run this route, you know, in the end you know that, hey, this is a guy I can count on because you've been through it with him. And uh, I know our guys are going to keep fighting and battling. Uh, um, you know, I am really proud of, I think, seeing the last two weeks and how we've come into the locker room after each loss. You know, it's been different. It's really been different. Um, UCLA, I think there was a hurt, you know, you know, riding four-game winning streak and expectations, and I think there was hurt, you know. Um, and I think this last week it was kind of like an upsetting thing to the guys. I saw a little more like just aggravation. But in both of those moments and everything I've seen so far, there's never been anything as far as finger-pointing or guys upset other than upset at just the, what the results were, you know, not upset at someone else in particular or what we did, how we did it and stuff. So to me, that's, uh, that's, that says a lot about who, you know, the character of our, what the character of our team is and, and the culture that we're continuing to build. And, you know, if the attitude and effort is in that place, 
we're going to continue to get better. You know, um, we want the high expectations. Uh, I've been at places where the, <laughs> there weren't, and I've been at times in programs where there weren't expectations, and I keep reminding the guys that that's no fun. And so be okay with having high expectations. It doesn't mean that, you know, we're quite there yet, and, and uh, we know we're not. Um, we never really, um, you know, said we were. We know this is part of the journey, and, uh, you know, a little adversity along the way is something that uh, we knew, you know, would happen at some point. Is any part of the challenge defensively matching the, the personnel on hand to a, a different scheme than the one that, that was being run or that these guys weren't necessarily recruited to? Um, I think I think our, most of the athletes uh, that we have, I mean, most of the style of play that uh, we have, I think they just need, you know, um, just more, more depth, more defensive line depth, more, you know, um, more depth in the secondary. Um, Depth creates competition. Competition continues. I mean, I don't care how hard you're working. Someone who's pushing you is going to help you be better, you know, at your job. And, um, you know, I think one thing that is a little bit different from a, from a, just how you're comparing one year to the next, I think the, the pressure for the opponent to can continue to be aggressive is something that is putting a little more on our, you know, is a little more pressure on our defense as well, right? The opponent's offense right now knows that they got to keep scoring points and they aren't just going to hand the ball off, you know, another time. And, you know, a lot of times uh, either the teams have been playing with, uh, uh, playing from behind, and so um, they've had to continue to be aggressive or they've uh, had the lead and know that uh, we're going to keep putting the pressure on them as well. With that same idea, do you feel like, has your offense, do you feel like your offense has pressed at any point because they felt like, okay, we need to keep scoring just because there has been some defensive issues thus far? I mean, I think the fourth quarter when we were, you know, I think it's those moments uh, that are in, you know, the, like the end of the game when you know you're down seven, you know. Um, I, I feel like our offense is going to feel like they, they can and should score over 40 points, you know, every game. And so, um, but it isn't about what the what that looks like at the end. It's about what you just you know. That's where the one and zero mindset is so important. You just just focus on that play. You know, let's not get caught up in how we're going to get a forty point touchdown. That doesn't exist. You know, let's talk about how we're going to get a first down. Let's talk about how we're going to get the first touchdown. And so I, they're in the right mindset. And so um, I kept telling the I kept telling the whole team. You know, the game's going to keep coming back to you. Like we're good enough, and we're going to keep putting pressure. We're going to make plays somewhere. You know, Devon Banks getting an interception. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, at some point, the other team's going to make a mistake too. And, um, you know, uh, we make a play and, and we get the short field and a lot of momentum going in our direction. And um, we're just going to keep te playing team football, keep, keep trusting and believing. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I, think, uh, I think that, you know, that's where we're at as far as the team and our mindset. It's Latula Gasanoa. Available. He's probably one of those guys that shouldn't have played last week, I imagine. Which one? Who? Tuli. Yeah. Um, he was a little bit limited um, just in the number of reps that he could have played. Um, and, uh, you know, I th feel like um, he'll be healthier as this week goes on, you know, so. But he was he was a little bit limited. Is Ollie kind of dealing with the same thing from training camp? No, it's different. It's different. Something happened in the game the week before. But, um, again, um, his situation uh, was kind of right, you know, game, game day, you know, um, game time decision. And so, um, and as far as just how he felt as that was, uh, as, as the game was going on or as the day was going on, so.
but uh, I think he's getting through his, and obviously he made the trip, so we were pretty close with him too. It sounds like Cam Williams has decided to redshirt for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Cam approached us a few weeks ago, and um, you know, expressed that uh, you know that that's what he had interest in doing, and so um, you know. Obviously, there's opportunities, and, and it helps. Uh, it, it hurts that there's, you know, we're thin in that position, and um, but that's uh, that's the choice, and, and we've talked through it with him, and uh, tried to show him the pros and cons and the opportunities that exist, and and uh, you know that's what he still chose to do was was redshirt. Anything else, coach? All right. Awesome. Thank you. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.